ice and lemon for your teacup. Got last week's news, it's time to re up. If you got some lipdis for the kettle, gonna speak up. Get your mug ready for tea time with Tania. Tea time with Tania. Tea time with Tania. Good afternoon, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Hello, uh, my name is Tania, and you are tuned into one of the very first episodes of Tea Time with Tania. Uh, I am super excited to be starting this podcast. It's something that I've been working on uh, for a little while now, and just with the pandemic and life. I've allowed myself to prolong it, but it's here now, and that's all that matters, period. So today, we will be spilling the tea on just um, dating and relationships and navigating through certain relationships. Um, I have a wonderful, amazing, fantastic guest with me here today, one of my closest friends and somebody that I'm always talking about pretty much everything in life uh, with me today. Mr. Jarrell Jackson, if I can get a round of applause. I am super excited. Uh, thank you for joining me and blessing me and my platform with some of your wisdom and your wise words. Uh, thank you for being an amazing friend. Uh, and thank you for um, always listening to me and navigating through these types of conversations with me. Um, and tell me, just tell me a little bit about you, what you do, your background, and kind of like how we ended up getting connected so we can have these conversations that we're going to have today. Absolutely. So I want to let you guys know that I did not originally want to do this podcast. Okay. But Tania knows <laughs> that I have been doing PPP loan fraud. <laughs> And she said that if I did not do this podcast, that she was going to turn me into the feds. So, Period. Uh, <laughs> Period. No, no, no. I, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, Tania, what, we've been knowing each other since we started working. It's like, what, three years, four years? Mm-hmm. Next year be four years. Yep, wow. Yeah, we will. Um, that we've been knowing each other, and it's been truly, truly, truly a delight uh, to be a friend, you know, for Tania um, and with her. So I thank her once again for giving me the opportunity on her platform to just be a part. Um, but just a, a, enough about that, but a little bit about me. Um, I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee, born and raised in town, baby. Period. Okay. With an A-Town stunt. <laughs> <laughs> you're from the M-Town, but you're doing the A-Town stunt. Mm-hmm. You better, well, who, who's saying Rocky Hill? That's Crime Mob. Where are they from? They're from Atlanta. Oh, I'm 3-6 Mob. Yeah. Right. Triple C. Oh. 
So, you know, <laughs> look, I was like, triple six. I was like, wait a minute. That's what they put in tequila, but that's triple set. That's triple set. Dumb. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, born and raised out of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, attended Sheffield High School. Left uh, Memphis at the age of 18. Went to the University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff. Uh, shout out to UAPB Golden Lions. Come on, uh, tell me what you was doing, what you was playing. I at. was down there in the band. I played a uh, marching French horn or mellophone during uh, marching season. And concert season, I played a uh, concert French horn. Um, mm. So I'm skilled in those things. Um, I pledged down there, follow five, five, eight, seven fraternity, incorporated seven club. Um, and after I graduated and everything, I just continued to sell Whopper Juniors with cheese at Burger King as an assistant manager. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's the truth. But that, yeah, that, that's it's the just truth. how you said it. Yeah, so. you know, it's just the truth. And from there, I've just um, continued to live life. Um, I ended up quitting my, my job at the, in the restaurant field. Um, out the blue one day, I just realized that I didn't want to do it anymore. And I decided to get my certification as a life coach. Um, and that was in September of 2017. So I had a vision of helping people to reach their full potential and to become better versions of themselves. And I knew that the work itself was true because I did it for myself. So from there, um, I started life coaching, um, and then I still went back and got a full-time job to balance out the income. Um, I started my own podcast as well, Flowing with Life Coach Jarrell. Go ahead and plug it in. You guys can definitely follow my podcast, Flowing with Life Coach Jarrell, here on all platform stations as well as Anchor. And from there, I have just been living uh, the best version of what life looks like looks like for me in this moment and in this time. I mean, say that last part again. Yeah, I have been living life according to what it looks like and what it feels like for me in this time. Period. Not, not about what anybody else thinks or thinks it should look like. And, and that's where that fulfillment comes from, that fulfillment piece. Because you are so radiant, full of life, Thank great you. energy. Uh, and it definitely transcends whenever you're in the room. So, again, thank you for joining me. Um, and we're going to talk about one of our favorite things. I think we have, we pretty much talk, like, what? I would say about 12 hours a week. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I think we probably spend five of those hours talking about relationships and just things that we've been through in the past and things that we want to see in the future. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to go through, you know, dating, relationships, and then, you know, when you get to that crossroads of, okay, you know, what's next? So starting out with dating, like, I know we talk about intentional dating or just kind of going with the flow. How do you know, or for you, mm-hmm. When do you feel like you're in a place to say, okay, I can actually pursue something seriously? Or do you feel like, hey, there's a lot of inner work that needs to happen before you can even try to date or commit to someone? I think it's, for me, it's always a question of, can you be for yourself what you're wanting someone else to be? Okay. You know, someone that's, that's out there that's actively looking for a relationship if they are looking for a man who has A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, mm-hmm. I always like to ask myself, okay, well, if this person is asking for those things, then hopefully they acquired those things. Yeah. And if they do, then it's like, okay, well, can I be that for that person? Yeah. And so it's like turning the mirror around and facing me. If I know that I'm actively ready to date, mm-hmm. ready to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. That means that I'm coming to the table asking and requiring things not to be fulfilled or to be whole, mm-hmm. but to add 
to the things that I already have. So um, I think at this point in time, it's all about just honestly, realistically being, being confident within myself and being okay with asking for what I want, knowing that I can possess those things as well as knowing that what I'm asking for is not too much. It's not over the top. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people, in a sense, kind of been, in a sense, kind of think. People will make you feel that what you're looking for, what you're seeking, and what you're asking is, is too much. But the thing of it is, people possess those things. You just have to align yourself and put them in a position to meet those type of people. Okay. So... Again, like mentally, how do you know that you are actually ready today? Yeah, I'm not struggling. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's really that clear. I'm not struggling. I'm not struggling in my mental space. I'm not struggling with my spirituality. I'm not struggling with my finances. I'm not struggling with where I lay my head, how I eat. Things in my life are literally moving in the direction that I want them to go. Um, and I think for the most part, if you've never moved or lived life in peace, you may not know or may not kind of in a sense understand or feel what I'm talking about. Because sometimes in life we'll have A and B together, but C and D is still over here crumbling. Okay. And you have this feeling like I'm kind of almost there, but I got a little ways to go. That little ways to go feeling for me is like, okay, well, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. If I can't come to the table or to a situation at 100%, then I'm not going to inconvenience myself, nor am I, I going to inconvenience anybody else. It's not fair. It's tacky. And then that's how you get... That is tacky. Yeah, that's how you get labeled, you know, you get labeled being a bad dude or a bad person. Like, hey, you wasted my time. And, you know, we talk about that all the time. Like, nobody wants their time wasted. So if you ain't, if you ain't got it, but you... So I, I took this class. Um twice when I was a manager at a company that I worked for. And it was a um, it was a coaching and training class for managers and people. And it helps you to become a better communicator effectively, um, how to process things, how to problem solve. And every time we would give someone advice on doing something, we would always end it by saying, I encourage you to do yada, 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 and the benefits will be yada, yada, yada. Okay. So... I encourage everybody to get your stuff together. Like, make sure that you're whole in all areas of your life. And I guarantee you, the benefits will be, you'll be able to make more solid decisions. You'll be able to know exactly what you're looking for. You'll be able to say yes to what feels good and no to what does not feel good. Do that for yourself. Period. Okay, I do want to just pause. I know we're having a great conversation, but our great friend is here. Woohoo! Miss perspective you can share because Mom is actually married so she has a completely different <laughs> I would think like I, I think you would be able to have like add a different layer to the conversation okay look she's like this is not what I came here for <laughs> not prepared at all that's okay but Monica is another great friend of ours and she is just as equally as talented um amazing energy she has her great businesses she pretty much can make anything decorate anything design anything cook anything period period i love (laughs) (laughs) y'all that was much more uh than i deserved by any 
Well, we, we're glad you're here, and we're glad that you can join our yeah. conversation. Yeah. So, we're going through just, like, the different phases of relationships, okay. and so, like, right now we're talking about, like, preparing for dating. Like, how do you even prepare yourself to go out and say, okay, I'm ready to actually pursue somebody seriously? Like, for me, when I got in my last relationship, I knew that I wanted to be alone for a while because I had no identity like I literally had no clue who I was how to navigate through life um outside of a relationship um because that's pretty much all I had known so I you know live with my mom and grew up and then you know you go out into the world you get into a relationship and they say you know you like playing house at 18 19 years old acting like a wife so when I did get single around like 22 I was like I'm just gonna be blind like I'm I'm going to be a hoe. Like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to figure it out. And so, do you guys feel like a whole phase is necessary? And when I say, like, be a hoe, like, that's what I said. But I I don't want to say I was, like, just, like, sleeping around. But I went through a phase where I was, like, I wanted to party. I wanted to have a good time. I wanted to date. I wanted to entertain multiple people. Uh, not have sex with everybody. Like entertain different types of energy, different type of personality. Yeah, just to see what Dib- like, and what, dabble, I like, what, what I you like and what you do. don't like. That makes sense, yeah. So do you feel like that's necessary? I think a period of self-discovery is absolutely um, like you, I had a good friend who was in high school and went straight into a relationship. And then once that relationship was over, she was kind of behind the ball as far as the self-discovery piece. Exactly. You know, getting to know herself, getting to know what she wanted in other people. And so, um, you know, you can call it a whole phase. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's exactly what it can be. Yeah. But at the same time, I believe that, you know, that is a, a part where, where you're really deciphering, okay, what is it that I really want in life? And how can I achieve that? Absolutely. And if the people that I'm entertaining right now, if they are simply to entertain me, mm-hmm. or if I can actually see myself having a future with these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's that's real good. I, I like that. Like you said, it's we call it a whole phase, but like you said, it's really just self-discovery like trying to figure out what is it that i like what is it that i can tolerate what is it that i want to do moving forward is when you're in a long-term relationship and then you go back to dating it's hard because you gotten so comfortable you've gotten used to whatever routine you guys may have and like you i feel like nobody goes into a relationship with the intention of breaking up so it's hard to just come out of that so I definitely was like okay I have to figure out who I am what is it that I want to do the type of people that I want to entertain and as I went through that I learned a lot about myself and I feel like I changed but what I didn't realize up until maybe like this year was that I was doing a bunch of like uh self-sabotaging I had to navigate through like a lot of confusion, a lot of hurt, a lot of, um, what is it? Like defense mechanisms, like stuff like that. And so I thought that I was ready to jump into the dating pool and start dating people. But um, I ended up, I want to say hurting myself, but putting myself in some situations that I feel like could have been avoided had I just been honest with myself and say, 
I'm not ready for something uh, this serious or I'm not ready for anything in this capacity because I didn't realize how important it is to heal Mm -hmm. before dating. I think healing while dating is not a great recipe. I I, I agree. Um, I was just having a conversation with some friends when I was traveling to Houston this weekend. And it's so crazy now how people don't make it okay for you to just really be truthful about where you are in life and what you're going through and what you're experiencing. You know, you were talking about the uh, lady of the night phase. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and you get what I'm saying? So some people that never experienced it or have no, or, or has had, or never had an interest in it, they would tune their noses up or they would turn their faces up and be like, oh no, that's not da 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 da. Right. But someone who's been through would be like, I get it. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, if you have those two people in the room in an energy of love or concern, you both can do the same things and support that individual and just say, hey, if this is what you want to do and this is what you're feeling, be careful, be safe. Like, if you're, and one thing that I know about a journey, a journey will reveal many, many, many things to you over and over again until you get them. Okay. Sometimes we're in places in our lives where reality is hitting us right in the face, mm-hmm. but mentally and how, at our age, in a sense, we don't want to accept that. We're just like, okay, I know that's reality, but I'm still in my early 20s. Let me get like late 20s and then I'll accept it and I'll move in. Okay. You know, but sometimes there are people that are just kind of like, okay, I, I get it. I get where you're coming from. I get what I need to do. So, Whatever works for you, no matter if it's a whole phase, if you want to go be a nun, whatever <laughs> you want to do, do what works for you in that moment until you eventually figure it out. Yeah. Because nobody's life story is, I was born, I died, the end. Yeah. Like, that's a boring book to read. We want to know all of the intricate details in and out like wow, I didn't know, oh, so I'm not the only person that went through that or that felt that way, and life is experiencing. So if you can help somebody, and you can encourage somebody, and you can kind of, in a sense, say, hey, I've, I've been there. I get where you're coming from. Now, I did it this way. Yeah. Which is what our parents don't do. Yeah. Our parents will say, well, I've been there and I've done that, and they shame you for where you are. Yeah. But they don't embrace you for saying, hey, I've been there and I've done that. Look, I'm going to support you, but if it ends this way, yeah, because life is about lessons and navigating through those lessons. But I think parents have a hard time <laughs> allowing kids to look moms as a parent too um, to experience those like lessons. Like, of course, you know it because you've seen it and you've been through it. But your kids have to be able to do the same thing. And I think that that's just something we have to work on as a community. It's just allowing people to. Like, be for themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think that's the best experience. A lot of people say, "Hey, I learn by doing," mm-hmm. and I think you have to have that same mindset when it comes to life. Mm-hmm. You never know until you actually try. And then, being comfort, being comfortable enough to say, "Okay, that didn't work out," and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's okay. Mm-hmm. Period. So now we we figured out, okay, we didn't went through our whole phase and we went through therapy. Nah, no, I didn't go through it. Hold up. No. <laughs> whatever it is that you've done, you've done whatever work, you you know, you did whatever it is that you want to do on your self-discovery journey or your self-love journey, and now you're like, okay, I'm ready to get back into the dating pool. Now, for me, the dating scene, 
Like, how y'all meeting people? Well, I know you're not meeting anybody, but... And I feel sorry for y'all. <laughs> Thank you. Like, how are y'all meeting people? Because, you know, like, okay, back in the day... I was gonna say I don't even know back in the day. Back in the day, it was a fortune teller cookie in the class. Do you like me? Yes or no. Yes yeah. or no. Oh, okay. You giving them the little hand movement? It was that, or it was. Well, back in the, I mean, we had MySpace and. I was like, say back then that was like when uh, you had uh, the Marcus. Woo 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 woo. Go to Marcus. Go to Marcus. He was like, you know, as he was on his Chris Brown stuff, you know, mm-hmm. guys used to follow you around, singing songs, dancing, you know, write your little notes, like mm-hmm. put you in the top five on their Facebook. I think right now it's like uh, DMs. I think that's where I meet most guys. It's like they may DM me. To be honest with you, most of the people that I've dated since I've been single, I've, uh, yeah, Little Rock is small. Absolutely. It's small. So it's like, you know, if somebody follows you on Instagram or if they see you on Facebook or if they see you out, more than likely they know of you or they know you through somebody. Uh So um, that's how I've pretty much met all of the people that I've talked to or entertained was like, we probably met in passing or we probably went to school years ago and now they come up on the timeline and they look scrumptious because uh, I slide in DMs too see it, it's, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's a very like tug of war like you like 60 pictures on Instagram so that's automatically supposed to be understood yeah it's like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to holler I'm, I'm trying to holler oh. Yeah. yeah. When so, they go through the liking streak, it's like, okay, so they like all your pictures, and then you like, okay, then you go back. You might go back and do mm-hmm. it, too. And eventually, somebody will DM them. Mm-hmm. Somebody, <laughs> somebody going to do something to pop that thing off. Okay. And then it's just kind of like, <laughs> like me. I'll give a compliment. Like, I think you're attractive. I think da 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 boom, 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 boom. And then I'm putting y'all on game. <laughs> so I will say... Hopefully, I'm not offending someone that you're with. If you are, I do apologize. Mm-hmm. The Holy Ghost moved on you right there. Yeah, yeah. So when I do that, that's the open door for like, them to are say. But then I say, oh, no, well, no, I don't have anybody. I'm just like, okay, okay now green I can, flag, green Vampire light. in Brooklyn, it's time to buy <laughs> Yeah, so, so it's time to go in. So it's like you, you have to maneuver. I remember in college, coming in as a freshman in band, like upperclassmen, when they saw a freshman that they wanted, it was just understood. Like if you saw the drama go talk to that flag girl, they stay together for the rest Not of the season. Together. Or like it's, <laughs> that's it. Like it was just understood. So I think now we live in a world where everybody no one is embarrassed to say that they're single. No one is embarrassed to say that they're looking for a friend with benefits. No one is embarrassed to say, I'm married and we're looking for a third. So it's like now things are just like, okay, I don't think that things have changed for the worse. I think that people are just becoming more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. more and open, more, more open. Like I feel like a lot of the stuff that's going on now, well, I know for a fact a lot of stuff has been going on for years. It's just everything was so swept under the rug. Like, you know, people talk about their 
grandparents' relationships and how they've been together 30, 40, 50 years. But grandpa got like three families. He paid everybody's bills. And, you know, he was able to keep it quiet because everybody was taken care of. So I think dating has kind of, for a while, was kind of cliche. Like people didn't want you to be comfortable or like kind of shame people for dating multiple people at once. And I don't know why when people feel like you're dating, you're having sex with everybody. That's just very inaccurate. But um, I've had a hard time balancing, like, trying to date uh, multiple people at once. Because I would always get, like, a favorite. And then everybody else would just kind of, I would just stop talking to them or get so caught up. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm homeless. And this this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> you know, you go and spit in the blacklist, and I'm trying to be as politically correct as I can, but I can only be. Right. So now it's like you going back and you're trying to spin the block and pick them back up, but you know, by that time they usually don't want to deal with you. That feeling of you picked the wrong one. Yeah. Like yeah. if you got three people that you're dealing with or just getting to know. And the one that's giving you the most attention, you're just like, okay, well, I'm going to start leaning over here. And then you wish you would have never leaned over here because the other two probably could have, you know, been a little bit better. It's just... Well, I think also you have to consider that, you know, you're you're a person and I think it's in our nature to deal with people one-on-one. And so you have to allow yourself those mistakes or, or even just that, that second-guessing yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe you didn't, maybe you did okay by not choosing the other two. Maybe this was the, the lesser of the two. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So you just have to, you know, be in a state of where you can say, okay, listen, I accept my decision and I accept, you know, whatever mistakes I make. And, and yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to the, the learning lesson thing. Mm-hmm. I think if you can take something valuable out of the situation, even if yeah. it's just learning something about yourself yeah. or something that you wanted to apply in the future, I think that. Uh, that's okay. Like I don't regret anything I've ever done in my life because I've always found something valuable in it. Now I don't always make the the best decisions. Um, I don't always make the right decision, but I've always made decisions that I was able to come out on the other side, like even better, smarter, stronger, and things of that nature. I like so, that. I like it. I that's how I try to maneuver through life. So we're dating. When it did the DM thing or whatever it is. So when you are, you're, you're getting your starting five, your big three, whatever it is. Um, how do y'all feel about, we talk about intentional dating and we talk about going with the flow. And so for me, I think you can do both. Okay. I feel like it's okay to go with the flow to a certain extent like be truthful about what you're seeking mm-hmm. or you know what you want in the future but i think too being mindful that everybody that you have those kind of conversations with you won't end up there with Absolutely. so i think it's like letting people know where you're headed <laughs> but then going with the flow long enough to weed people out does mm-hmm. that make sense yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think for the most part, you know, we were talking about it on the podcast, like, and a lot of people were commenting, and 
what it came all the way down to is there are a lot of people that will tell you up front, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not looking for anything serious. But I'm cool with going with the flow. Yeah. But then you got somebody else over here that's like, I'm looking for something serious. Later down the line, long-term relationship is what I'm looking for. Right. And then right. it's like, but right. that person that's looking for something long-term will still entertain that person who does not even have the intentions or expectations of anything later down the line. And what you end up doing or what most people end up doing is ended up in situationships where they're waiting for the person to see them as this beautiful, strong, mm -hmm. I done held you down all of these years, now give me my reward, which is a ring and a wedding. I did and my time. I, I did my, my Like Kaya said, I paid my dues. You're going to respect me. And it's like, <laughs> no, you literally sat here and wasted your time. Building somebody else. Because what yeah. I've learned from those situations is like waiting around like, oh, okay, we're going with the flow, we're going with the flow, we're going with the flow. Never asking for anything. Too scared to step on somebody's toes or, you know, not being uh, confident enough to say like, listen, what's going on out of fear that if I do speak up, this may end mm -hmm. what we got going on and I don't want that to happen. So I'm just kind of sitting back. But, um, uh, listen, <laughs> Jarrell made me take a shot. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but you do a disservice to yourself, saying? though. But well, oh, yeah, 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 that's what no. I was saying. So, you know, you be quiet, but you instill a lot in that person during that situation or those talking years. Because I know people, and I've done it to talk to people for years, and you, um, kind of build them up to go out and then whenever y'all situation end they're going to be everything that you wanted them to be to you to somebody yeah. else um, in efforts to avoid another situation mm -hmm. happening again because my thing is and what i've learned is especially with men if you don't go in with some type of standards they will just crip walk all over your boundaries and literally like use the excuse of we're not in a relationship to do whatever it is that they want to do and, and women do it too because i have to because i feel like listen you can't check me about anything that i do say if you are not my man and even if you are my man no, I'm a alpha female. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast today because Tania is on some mess. No. <laughs> oh, Monica's umming. I know. She's umming. What, what, listen. No, the one, one thing that I would just like to add to that is that I think a lot of people go into a relationship, even even when you're thinking that, okay, I'm just going to go with the flow. I think a lot of people have the mindset that they can change people yes. and I think we should start maybe taking people at face value like absolutely what, what were you in your last relationship trash. absolutely t-rash <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, yeah I saw a meme and it was like um you know men go into relationships uh accepting a woman and women go into relationships expecting to change a man and men would be trash if they felt like they could change a woman. I'm like, nobody should feel like they should be able to No, no. Because like, people have to want to change themselves. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you see in a person. If they don't see it in themselves, they're never going they're to not. do anything about that. And that kind of leads me <clears throat> to the next thing, like dating potential. 
if you are in a place where because I did I did, I used to do a lot of Jedi mind tricks on myself and I'm glad that I have gotten into therapy and I can talk through a lot of stuff but I think I told you about this too but I got to a point in my life where I was like it's unrealistic for me to have everything I desire in a relationship like and when I say everything I mean like for me I got to a point where it was like okay you're not gonna meet somebody that's where you are professionally you're not gonna meet somebody that's where you are um in your uh, business mind you know like stuff like that so it was just like okay now you just kind of have to deal with what you get but what I realized is that I was doing a lot of self-sabotaging and it is okay to want people to reciprocate what you require and vice versa Mm -hmm. like I know if I can put all that energy out I can get that back Mm -hmm. I guess possible but I don't see anything wrong with seeing potential in somebody and dating them because of their potential I think it needs to be some type of power or push behind the potential like I, I'm not gonna sit here and be like you know listening to all your dreams and we like imaginary yeah like it's like okay I, I get that so you know how do we get there like if, if you can navigate through getting there I'll support you the entire way but just we just not gonna be talking about dreams, 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 come on, dreams, <laughs> so, so do you think that people, so we talk about, you know, having our standards or having our, uh, you know, your, your list, so do you think people should, as far as, what, what, what is that called when you have a, lower your standards so so it's not necessarily lowering your standards it's more so like adjusting I feel like I definitely lowered my standards okay. because, like I said, I just feel like it wasn't realistic. Until I saw my friends getting in relationships and navigating through relationships that were healthy relationships and that were a lot of things that I wanted to see for myself. Yeah. Like, for example, one of my closest friends, um, we went and celebrated her birthday and um, her boyfriend was there. Mm-hmm. So it was like... Like we out of town, nobody touch a car door, mm-hmm. nobody touch a restaurant door, nobody paying, you know, any tabs on any food, like I'm taking care of everybody. Okay. And it's not even about about the financial part, it's just about the simple fact that like a man can care and love and respect you enough to go out of his way whether it's just financially, whether it's just doing something special for you and your friends, whether it's just he knows how important your friends are to you, so even for your birthday, I'm going to make sure everybody's taken care of so you're happy. You know, just that consideration. Okay. That was um, that was my thing. So that's why I was like, okay, my standards might be a little too low. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so good, 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 good question. Once again... I look at everything in life. You can you can go through life, realistically speaking, and think about so many times and so many opportunities where you wanted a specific something. Mm-hmm. It can be a shoe, it can be food, it can be 
a job and you aligned yourself to get that thing that you wanted or that thing that you needed and it's always been there. I feel like we pick favorites or we doubt our faith or our belief in us knowing that we can manifest what we have when it comes down to relationships. This is just me, but this is how I feel. We can go out here and name a specific car that we want mm -hmm. with the features that we want, yep. the down payment we want to put down if we want to put down the down payment. If you credit badge, you got to put something down. <laughs> you know, the color that we want yeah. and our monthly note. Yeah. And we will shop around and shop around Till and shop around it. until we get it. Yeah. We will do the same thing with our homes. We want to live in a good neighborhood. We want this many bedrooms. Why do I need this many mm -hmm. bedrooms? Oh, I need one for an office. I need one for the kids. The kids need a backyard. We will do everything that we have to do to find that house. And then when we find it, we close on it. If that is the case, and it does not matter if it is materialistic things, it's mm -hmm. a thing, it's yeah. something. Why do we feel like we cannot find the woman or the man with the business, their own business, that entrepreneurial mindset, financial stability, mm -hmm. mental stability, spirituality st stability? Why do we feel like we have to downgrade our standards are when it comes to Are you going to in our, on me? Uh-uh. <laughs> But why do we feel like we have to downgrade ourselves when it comes to our heart? What we seek, it's it's out there. But yeah, the question is, do we have the point. patience and do we really want to wait for it? I think I think that is the big thing. It's like, okay, I, I you get tired, you get bored, you get lonely. Okay, so let me just deal with this over here because, you know, you start feeling like, like I said, I got to a point where I was like, that's unrealistic. Then, too, as a woman, a young woman, a young african-american woman mm -hmm. you know there are just certain things that sometimes when you're assertive especially with and i don't know if it's because we're um in the south or what but i do feel like a lot of the guys that i have dated have been more traditional in a sense where um they require i guess a certain level of submission okay um and, and I don't want to say respect because I think everybody deserves respect, but I think too, men, certain men kind of feel hmm, intimidated by somebody that is as um, headstrong as I am. And not to say I'm bullheaded or anything like that. I, I do feel like I could do a better job at tapping into my feminine side, but in order for me to do that, I have to be comfortable and safe and secure enough to do that. Okay. So once okay. you put me in that situation and I feel like, okay, I can let my guard down and I can actually be a woman, because sometimes I feel like Suge Knight, like I'm just walking uh -uh. around, just swole, ready to knock people out. Not sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, I, I really feel like that. And then... So being able to be with a man, because I think I tell you all the time, I haven't been in a relationship for a while, but I do know that whenever I get into a relationship, I'm not seeking anything tangible. Um, like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to take something from you or leave the relationship with something that mm -hmm. I can actually put in my hands. The biggest thing is for me is I just need security. I've never felt safe with a man. And I feel like because I have not felt safe with the man, I have not been able to be the Tania that is open mm -hmm. enough to seriously date somebody. Because gotcha. you're so guarded. 
Um, like I said, I did a lot of self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. And so it was really hard because I definitely feel like I pretended to not care so much that I stopped caring. Like I pretended to not have any type of feelings to the point where I woke up one day and was like, wow, now I don't even know how to navigate through my emotions. So my question is like to go back, you said you never felt safe with a man. You take away relationships or marriage and things that you've been in. When did you, what was the first experience where you felt that you were not safe with a man? Was it grandpa? Was it dad? Was it mom's husband? Like where, where was the first initial I, I've never felt safe with a man? Oh yes. And now we're getting into childhood trauma. Okay. Cause you know, that day, that, that affects your dating life too. Pretty much you, the, it all, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. I don't want to say I never, the first time I never felt safe, but I re- the first time I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't trust a man is watching the actions of my father. Okay. It was somebody that, um, love him to death. Um, he's definitely grown and, and matured and um, has changed a lot. Um, but as a child, you know, they always say your first love is your dad. Mm-hmm. And so it was just always an experience where he would say, you know, this is going to happen. It never happened. Uh, call, you never come. Um, I'll never forget. I think I may have told you this story. My senior year in high school, you know, you have your baccalaureate and then you have your graduation. Your what? It's a baccalaureate. That's the word, right? I must be in Arkansas. <laughs> you didn't have one? I thought she was trying to say bachelorette. I'm like, <laughs> I really did. You didn't have a baccalaureate uh, ceremony. Well, it's like a pre-graduation ceremony, like, in front of the school yeah. before you actually graduate. So it's like oh, a graduation ceremony. Well, yeah, we had ceremony. some. I just never knew the name of it. I thought it was called the pre-graduation. <laughs> I really did. Okay. I really did. I well, really we did. had our baccalaureate uh, ceremony, and my friend, I remember, I called her, and she was crying. And she was like, my dad's not coming to my baccalaureate celebration. I had become so numb that my response was like, okay, this ain't even a real graduation. Like, he come, at least he comes to the graduation tomorrow. Like, my dad didn't even come to my high school graduation. It was birthdays that, um, I, like, not even a text message. I, I really feel like had we had not become friends on Facebook, he wouldn't have known my birthday or <laughs> wouldn't tell me mm. happy birthday. But, you know, it was just those little things that uh, helped you build, like, some type of trust and confidence in a man or in people I never experienced. I had an uncle that I was very close to. He died when I was, like, eight or nine. So the only kind of okay relationship that I had with the man uh, was taken away from me at a very young age. And from there, I never experienced any type of safe, secure, or loving relationship with any type of man in my life. Mm. And I never seen one either. Because mm. I always ask questions like when people are dating, if you're dating a man, dating a woman, woman dating a man, 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 one woman, cat dog, cat dog. you know what I mean? <laughs> Giraffe stuff, teddy bear, whatever. Like, <laughs> sometimes I feel like in order for you to know exactly what you're looking for, you have to sing it somewhere. Yeah. You know, clothes, for example. I don't think any of us for the most part, especially not the way fashion is now, if it's a handbag, if it's a shoe, if it's a hat, you see it somewhere. Whether if you're out and about in the store, you see it on social media. So when you see it, it calls to you and you're like, okay, I know if I get that, I can put it with this, boom, 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 boom. I can make that work. Yeah. So when it comes down to love and relationships, like you said, you've never really seen it. So it's like, how do you position yourself to see that? Because I feel like a lot of people sometimes 
a man may get a good woman or a woman may get a good man. But since they've never known what good is, they abuse that good man or they abuse that good woman. And that person is looking like, it's people out here that's dying for somebody yeah. like me. And you yeah. got it right in front of me, but you don't know how to appreciate it. But it all goes back to what you said. Like, that was everything stems back from our parents. Like, yeah. you just never saw it. Yeah, that was definitely my cycle, like, just getting really nice guys, and because I didn't know that, we we know the red flags, but we all know the green flags, so it's like, mm-hmm. green flags made me uncomfortable, it's like, okay, why is he being nice to me, like, why is he wanting to do, like, ugh, spend time with me, ew, you know, why? So he was the Kirk in Love and Hip Hop, <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha, Kirk. <laughs> like, realizing, like, that, those are healthy things, but you, if you've never seen it before, it's just kind of like, ugh, I don't, this isn't fun. We talk about having a conversation with somebody about like how toxic relationships are so much fun. Like who was having that conversation? <laughs> no, I'm saying oh, okay. like you know some people like the thrill, the thrill of the dysfunction. Like some people really get high off of that. Really? Yes. You have to think about if all you know and you listen. If all you know is arguing. And you with somebody who never want to argue, that can be quote unquote boring to you, or that can be something where you're like, uh, like you said, this is all I've seen, this is all I know. I don't know how to navigate through anything else. So if you don't yell at me, you don't care about me. Because I was listening to a podcast, and this one man said, kids are great recorders but horrible interpreters. So if I watch my mama and my daddy yell and scream at each other, but they stayed married for 30 years, how we going to last two mm-hmm. if we, and I don't want to even say like communicate, but like a lot of people just shut down. They don't realize how toxic that is. It's just as bad as sitting up and arguing and hollering and screaming at somebody if you don't talk to your feelings. Mm-hmm. So I think we talked a little bit about this. It's like when all you know is chaos and you finally are introduced to something that is healthy, you have a hard time navigating through it. But I think that goes all the way back to where we started in. What do you do or the steps that you take before you actually start dating people? So you can acknowledge like, ooh, I know what that is. I felt that before. I've seen that before. I don't want to do that again. Mm, I just... um. I'm very big on conversations that just in the in the talking phase you're just talking to get to know one another what are your likes what are your dislikes but when you get into the dating phase which is not exclusively dating but I'm talking about just dating I feel like those conversations or those questions should come up what are your triggers mm. in relationships if if I have an issue or a problem with you or concern I hate the word problem sometimes if I have a concern how do you like to be approached? Because some there's a difference between saying, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And hey, come here, I need to holler at you for a minute. Oh yeah. That's two so, different yeah. tones, two yeah. different vibes, two different energies. And the second one will automatically send you into defense mode like, I'm really not gonna listen to what you're saying because you better say something that's gonna try to Pardon. cut me and I gotta go ahead and try to cut you lower and lower. Oh, so now yeah. we in I'm in I'm in survival mode. But I feel when they go low, we go to hell. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I feel like we really as as people we really have to learn and find a better way to have uncomfortable conversations in soothing environments. Yeah, and realize that like disagreements, so like you said, uncomfortable conversations don't have to be arguments. You like we can nobody literally... head through a wall. You ain't gotta. You get what I'm saying? You ain't gotta yeah. do none of that. Some of that is just even like 
uh, agreeing to disagree or just sharing your perspective like everybody has different perspective so you talk about questions one thing that I want to ask you guys okay now we didn't date it we didn't got into a relationship this is my man this is my woman this is my whatever what do we change like do we do we move differently do we share everything on social media do we remove the close friends does the little green circle go away like you know are we still twerking on the internet like you know what what is this what are some things that would be an absolute no because you know people love to say that social media ruins relationships and i just don't think that's very true i think there's temptation everywhere you have to be smart enough to just say i don't want to risk what i have going at home i also think too it's unrealistic to think that people ain't are not going to look yeah just don't touch it yeah (laughs) uh so as far as what you change it depends on what the person who you have decided to be in a relationship is comfortable with Mm -hmm. um i was watching something today um where there was two people in relationship the guy told the girl that he did not want her to do the busted down challenge okay she went ahead and did the busted down challenge okay. and he broke up with her. I was about to say, he, he bust busted her down. down. Okay. <laughs> right on day. Okay. okay. And my thing is, as he should have, because if I'm telling you what I don't want and then you go ahead and decide to do it, there's clearly a breakdown in in the, the, the understanding of each other. You know, you, you didn't respect my whatever it is. So, so being the devil's advocate, we go into, we talked about not wanting to change people. Yeah. If you met somebody shaking their ass, that's true. all of a sudden, Absolutely. why is it that they not, they're supposed to yeah. stop? You know, I mean, listen, and I will say this, I, that was just a question of being the devil's advocate. Yeah. How I maneuver when I'm single and how I maneuver in a relationship, it's, it's totally different right. because honestly, I like to take into consideration the person's feelings that I'm in a relationship with and if they have said like, hey, this is something that bothers me, you want to respect that. But I think too, if it's something that's trying to change who you are as a person, then we, there's a different conversation that needs to be had. But you also have to take into effect the person that you're entertaining, how they move. Absolutely. Even, even, if, you, even if you throw out what they were doing before you, the moment they say, hey, I want to get to know you, Let's just say there's there's a guy. He's very clean cut. He's very God fearing man. Man, he he ain't around here in the streets acting the fool. Nothing against the people for the streets. I do want a gang bang one day. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, he just he's overall just like he's yeah, a regular yeah. Joe Blow. Yeah, yeah. And he meets you and he's just kind of like, hey, what I grew up in life and what my parents taught me of how a woman should be. Not saying that's right, you know, just from what I was brought up and taught. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom is looking my my mom is 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 the is the woman that I wanna marry. Yeah. I'm looking at you. Setting a standard. You you yeah, you you are there, but twerking, wearing certain stuff that's extremely revealing, da 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 that makes me uncomfortable, but it's not like, oh, you want me to be your mama. No, no, no. Why does it make you uncomfortable? Because that's not something that I'm used to. That's not the type of personal woman that I kind of would like to have on my arm. But if you put that out there, 
No, 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 realistically speaking. Because that's the problem. We don't, I, I, no, we don't be know. telling the truth and we don't I, be, I we don't be keeping that's, it a buck with yeah, people. And if you have those true. uncomfortable situations, you give that woman or that man, whatever the case may be, you give them the opportunity to say, hey, I can get with that or I can't. And if you can, if there's anything that you find within me as a man that you feel like you can't get with, bring it to the table. Yeah. Call a spade a spade. Yeah. And if I love you enough and I like you enough, I will work on that and I'll change that. Yeah. But if it's somebody that's just like, oh, no, nah, I ain't with that so-and-so, so-and-so, I'm not going to judge you for not being with that. That's okay. It just, just means don't. that you're not the one. For me. For me. Yeah. And that's okay. Mom, what you think about the whole, like, dressing and just, like, moving and... You know, cause you you you're quite the fashionist. Oh, people. Yeah. So people. and I and you don't dress, you know, very revealing or sexy. I like when I say sexy, I mean like, you know, you don't do anything that's kind of um, that we know of. <laughs> you know, that's, 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 <laughs> with, oh, so you know, you keep it very like okay. You you this you're the type of person where you can walk in a room and still come in the room without being naked. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of girls or some people struggle with like how can I be sexy without being too revealing? And that's something that I've uh, had to learn as I'm getting older. Cause I do like a little fashion nova, right. chin, two piece cutout, thigh high slit, mesh, right. all that. Like I need all that. So how do you feel? Do you feel like cause you like I said you're you're a bad individual yeah (laughs) so like did you feel like okay i have to tone it down was it ever toned up oh oh, okay yeah you know what i think you all generation is a little different in that just because I am from a more of a conservative kind of a generation. Conservative? Absolutely. What's conservative no, about Master P no, and the hot boys? We was with the with the baggy jeans and the jersey just oh, like Oh yeah. Do. Okay. So it's like, you know, I think I have a little bit more respect for y'all just because it's like I I, I have to kind of change my perspective of things. Um, even like something like corn. I probably there was a part of me way back in the day when I was like, oh my gosh, she has a corn collection gross. Yeah. And so now I'm just like, oh okay, cool. What kind of corn is it? Okay, oh okay, that's what you like, right? Yeah. So you know, it's like you you kind of grow within yourself and you change. Mm-hmm. I, now I'm not above a fashion over thigh high, whatever yeah. it is, but I'm gonna do that when I go to Vegas. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that in Little Rock just because what did y'all say? Twenty minutes ago, Little Rock small and they don't deserve that part of me right okay <laughs> <laughs> but and that's why too, i don't you know i don't judge people when they when they do want to be sexy because that's that's live your life live your life because i don't want you to get to 40 years old and be like you know what like, like, i don't worry about now. me acting <laughs> like i where well, you B. <laughs> Do it like it's my B-Day. Baby! <laughs> Live your best life. Okay. So, I'm going to have to cut in and we will pick up on, um, like, navigating through relationships in part two. So, you guys, um, please stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope everybody has a wonderful day, evening, and just... Um, you have a friend or if you're in a relationship sit down have a conversation 
and um let us know what you guys thought about today's episodes and and what came up about your conversations with your people we would love to hear that thank you Thank you.